Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast of Of Course They Make Me Crazy. I'm April. Amanda is not joining us again this week, but she'll be back soon, I promise you. She's just a, a busy little bee right now. But as you can see, I am joined by Dr. Casey Delmara. Hi, girl. Uh, Hi. The founder of the Mental Health Hacker. And so, you know, Dr. Casey, this is our second episode on YouTube. Uh, so uh, many don't know what you what your pretty face looks like. Uh, <laughs> but if you're listening on audio, welcome. Thanks for joining us. So uh, I wanted to bring you, Dr. Casey, in, in on this because last week I was kind of, I was flying solo and I was talking about the Kanye West and the Kim Kardashian uh, situation where uh, Kanye has, um, she, Kim Kardashian, his wife, was talking about his mental health issues, about his bipolar episodes and how he was coming out and just kind of, you know, want, well, he wants to run for president uh, of the United States, but um, also he was just divulging a lot of personal information, which was very hurtful to her. But first I want to ask you, you're from Australia. That's where you live. That's where you hang. That's where you practice. Uh, do y'all even know about them over there? I'm sure you do. but <laughs> <laughs> We absolutely do. But I think I have to be honest with you, April. Yeah. I personally, I don't have a TV. Um, I, yeah. I love you for that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I spend my time traveling along the beautiful coastline in Australia and spending a lot of time in nature. So I rarely keep up to date with, you know, um, the whole celebrity kind of situations. Yeah. Uh, but I know it's a big thing. And I know the Kardashians are huge here in Australia. And so is Kanye. So... Uh, I'm sure that everybody else here in Australia keeps up to speed with it. <laughs> I think we're all still trying to get over the fact that you don't do TV. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, my friends say that all the time. <laughs> I think it's great. I mean, I, I really do. I, I, but my way, well, you and I, before we got on, we were talking about meditation and how, you know, I'm not doing enough of it right now and I feel out of sorts and I know that's exactly why. And I should probably, here, here's, here's, you, you like to weave and you like to um, sit in nature. I like yeah. to sit in the bathtub with a glass of wine. <laughs> oh yeah. I also enjoy that. <laughs> but I have a TV in my bathroom. How bad is that? <laughs> so. It's not bad. It's all, you know, it's, um, what we choose to do, but I, I suppose I choose what I fill my mind with. And so yeah. sometimes, you know, watch, I, sometimes I watch movies and documentaries and things like that on YouTube, yeah. but yeah. I absolutely uh, don't spend my time watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you, you're familiar with, with what's going on then. And, and, you know, what I um, really loved, I think this week with Kim is that she talked about how, um, it was really hard for, or, or it, how hard it's been for her family and how she really hasn't wanted to say anything or divulge how tough it's been for everybody because she wanted to honor his privacy. Uh, and I, I totally get that. But at the same time, um, when, when people come to you with similar, dealing with similar situations like Kim is right now, um, like many of us are right now, like you've heard me talk about my mom, 
um, similar situations in, in regards to not really knowing how to deal with it correctly. What is their biggest fear? Well, I think there's two approaches to, um, to this question, April, and it's a really good question. The first is if somebody who has um, the issues of bipolar, so if they're struggling it with them, themselves, mm-hmm. typically their biggest fear is that, you know, something is wrong with them and that they're never going to be able to be fixed, you know? Um, And so it can be really confronting, you know, when you first have that label put on you that you have, you know, a bipolar disorder or you have a depressive disorder, you know, lots of feelings around, um, you know, guilt and shame and, and hopelessness can come up. So it can be quite confronting. So, you know, I think um, sometimes labels are really are really good um, when we have the label of um, understanding what is potentially going on if you've got a disorder, because it can help you to understand the your condition and and how you can better cope with things yourself. But also sometimes labels can have the opposite effect where it puts people into boxes, especially if people don't understand what the disorder is. Yeah. So. Yeah, so firstly, what I would do is help them to understand the disorder, that it is a mood disorder, and that, you know, bipolar disorders specifically are a type of extreme mood disorder. So, So what we have is, you know, all of our moods and emotions are felt on a spectrum. And what we have with um, with bipolar is that we have really, really um, high uh, manic episodes. That's the extreme one end of this spectrum. And then there's really low um, moods and they're called the depressive episodes. And so, yeah, we really start by unpacking that so they can understand that, you know, everybody experiences moods and emotions on the spectrum, no matter whether you're suffering with a... Um, disorder or not we all experience that and it's absolutely natural and essential for us to feel those moods and feelings Um, but with people who are suffering with bipolar disorder they just have those really extreme highs and extreme lows and so starting to understand that everybody has them but you know that's just one of those things that come along with that disorder. So when someone comes to you and, and, you know, and I get that. And, you know, it, it, it's, I think easy to say, this is what they, you know, they deal with, but how do you walk them? How do you, I guess, how do you walk them? Somebody like myself, maybe someone like, you know, Kim dealing with this, how do you walk us through a situation of, of dealing with them? Because mm. when they're, you know, running up and down the house and they're pulling stuff out of the drawers and they're, um, I don't know, they're, yeah, they're just in, in, a, in a million different things. Like Kanye is running around, you know, saying that he's going to run for president and, you know, saying about the abortion thing with the, the children. And how do you not want to just kill them? You know, and, and, and and that's, I think I felt so guilty for so many years because I just Mm. wanted to sometimes physically harm her, which I would never do, but Mm. I wanted to deep in my soul. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I totally hear what you're saying there because, you know, um, yeah, I think it's it's important to understand that people make choices from their own level of consciousness as well as their mental capacity. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, it's really hard sometimes when you see people that are not helping themselves and you really want to help them. Um, but it's about taking a step back and understanding that, you know, they're responding 
potentially in the best way that they can or the best they, way they know how in their current situation where they're currently at in their life. Yes. And, you know, understanding that, um, you know, people tend to play out patterns in their life and, and sometimes hurt people hurt people if that yeah. makes sense. So if they've mm-hmm. been hurt in the past through childhood trauma or if they've experienced um, loss or grief or, you know, lots of different things and they're hurting, they tend to um, play those patterns out in their life and hurt people. And um, I think it's really important if you're experiencing that, knowing that that person is a, is really hurting, if you can come at it from a place of love and compassion with no judgment, I think that's, the really important thing that it's uh, that they're going through an episode and they need support and they're not really intending to hurt you specifically, even though you might be in the firing line. Um, So yeah, so my, my coaching that I would suggest is, you know, if you have been hurt by them um, to take a step back and realize that it's not intentionally, you know, for, to hurt you specifically it's just their response to a certain stimulus or situation so you know um i don't know if you've ever read the book uh seven habits of highly effective people by stephen covey oh i feel like maybe i have but yeah it's an old one yeah it's an old one but it's a really good one and in uh in his book one of the habits he talks about is proactivity but he's it's he talks about understanding that we have a stimulus which is a situation of what happens to us Mm -hmm. and then we have on the other end of the spectrum we have our response and he talks about um responsibility the word responsibility being broken down into two things it's your ability to choose your own response So breaking that word down and understanding that, yeah, you have the ability to step back and choose your own response to how they are affecting you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, totally. 100% does. And I think um, you're so right when you talk about uh, the the phrase of hurt people um, do things that, you know, to to hurt others or they play Mm -hmm. out that, that role. And I think that is what has helped me um, for so many years not get violent, (laughs) even though we're not a violent family, you know, I mean, we're not one that would do that. But, um, you know, I mean, we've had our our rumbles a little bit on the floor here and there, but it's just um, not not intentional, you know, it was just things that we had to to, to do in that situation <laughs> I know I yeah. sound weird but it's it, we're not a violent family we never fought but we we've had I've had to roll on the floor to get receipts out of her hands you know to try to return things because when you're bipolar you do a lot of shopping and things like that when you're on your highs but yeah. um but that I think and I'm glad you brought that up because I think uh I have that phrase in my phone because mm. it it helps to remind me and to bring me back and to realize and, and to make me feel com- compassion and um, empathy again. And yeah. to know that it's not about me and what they're doing is not about any, anybody else, but the hurt that they're feeling inside. Yeah. And, and uh, so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I think that's very helpful. At least it has been to me. So I hope it's helpful to some others that are listening. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, just reiterating that, 
they're operating their behaviors and their patterns that they're playing out. They're operating from the, that space that they're currently in. And so, mm -hmm. it, you know, that if we can see it just as that, it's they're not intentionally out there to potentially hurt you specifically. You just might be in the firing line. Yeah. It's, it's a, coming at things from love and compassion and no judgment is really important and and stepping into your own power and and working on your own personal development to raise your own consciousness as well as you know your vibration so that so that you can feel good in yourself because uh, actually another thing in, in Stephen Covey's book which is a um, a great book if you haven't read it I would highly yeah. suggest getting on top of okay. that but um yeah, he talks about this nurse in his book who was in one of his seminars and uh, she had this nurse had a patient who was just a horrible patient, you know, would tear her down, treat her like rubbish and it was just really nasty towards her and she would blame her patient for the way that she would, you know, experience her days and the way that she felt about things and he talks about when she started to understand that she had the capacity to choose her own response that is the response ability, you know, the ability to choose your own response and started to have awareness that it wasn't so much the, what the person was doing to her. It was rather, it was the way that she saw um, that situation. And if, when she came up from a place of love and compassion, she started to understand that, you know, the, the behaviors that her patient was playing out was because he was hurting. It wasn't directly to her. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to, to start to take a step back and really look at oh, how can I change my perspective on this situation and not feel the victim uh, mentality from what's going on. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you're 100% right. Um, mm. Now, and, and so when, and, and, and then I think that's an easy way or a, a great way to, to look at it, but um like my first thought when I was dealing with, with my mom is, um, and, and maybe this is, you know, what many of us, I think, think about Kanye too. I think we all think he's, you know, obviously narcissistic, egotistical, selfish kind of thing. And, and I don't think that about my family or, or my mother in particular rather, but um, I always thought to myself, how selfish can they be? Uh, or more so, how selfish can she be? How selfish can Kanye be to just not get help, you know, to not mm -hmm. uh, get the help that we're offering them and, and not to let us help them and not to hear what we're trying to say to them. Um, and I know uh, one episode you said, don't be the fix it all the time, the fix yeah. it person. Uh, and, but how do you cope with that? And how do you stop feeling that way? Um, in, you know, can you, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think that, you know, again, um, people need to be able to help themselves or want to help themselves, mm -hmm. um, you know, as um, supportive teams, as family and support networks for people, we can take that role of the martyr or the rescuer and the fixer. And it doesn't help um, the situation. It actually enables the situation. So you can absolutely be of support and, um, and be there for somebody when they're experiencing episodes um, and, 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 you know, and suggest that they go and get help and things like that. But becoming the fixer and the martyr uh, only creates more dramas um, 
later on as well. So again, it's that same thing of coming from a place of love and compassion, um, you know, suggesting that they go and get help and um, also putting up your boundaries and expectations of um, what you're willing to accept as behavior mm-hmm. and what you're not willing to accept. Because once, once you put up those, um, those boundaries and expectations, the other person who's hurt starts to say, oh, okay, well, that's, that's not okay, that behavior, I'm, I'm hurting someone. So, you know, that, that's another approach is that you could have the conversation that around, you know, I'm here to help you, I'm here to support you, but the behavior that I'm currently experiencing from you is not okay and I'm not allowing that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so setting up that type of situation to say that those behaviors are not okay. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's, I think, easier said than done with, with some, mm-hmm. somebody like that because sometimes they can say, well, screw you then. I don't care. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and look, and that's that's a whole part of the awareness. Yeah, yeah. Look, and that happens a lot. Um, it's like, all right, well, fine. You know, you're not there. And sometimes that space away from each other is actually what you need. Yeah. Uh, You know, and it gives the other person time to uh, actually reflect on the 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 um you know the feelings and the emotions and the hurt that they may be causing that other person. Uh, When they're wrapped up in it, it's very difficult to see. But like you said, it's always easier said than done. And, you know, yeah. absolutely. Dealing with human behavior is one of the trickiest things there is. <laughs> Ain't that the truth, sister? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But I think, yeah. you know, there's, um, there's something that I talk to my clients about a lot. And uh, it's, I talk to them about living above the line or below the line. And below the line is operating from a place of, I call it the DBJs, but it's the deny, blame, justify, guilt and shame behaviors uh-huh. and, and perspectives. And then above the line is responsibility. And so if we can try and live above the line uh, by taking responsibility of our own actions, our own feelings and behaviours and responses to things, um, we start to get out of that uh, that mentality where we're victimizing the other person or blaming them for their behaviors. Yes. And um, that's a really good tool. You can even write those down and I, you can even put it up on the fridge to remind you that, you know, if you start to pick up on yourself, blaming the other person or shaming them or, you know, um, justifying their behavior or anything like that, that's lower level emotional vibrations, you start to become aware of that. And, and if you can operate from that place of love and taking responsibility, um, it's a hard thing to do and you do learn, it takes a while to learn, but it's a great place to start. No, I love that idea of, you know, posting something on the fridge or, mm-hmm. you know, I think I was listening to, to, um, Ed Milet's one of my favorite guys to listen to, podcast guys, and uh, and he had, um, oh God, Brendan Burchard maybe did this, but every time he walks into a room, uh, you know, under something, a door, he'll remind himself of something that he needs to remind himself of, you know, yeah. uh, so it's like, you know, um, you could walk, you know, through the door and say, um, you know, uh, I don't know, um, what's your intent, you know, going into uh, seeing your mom today, you know, and, you can, and, then, and then that brings your intent 
I'm just going to show her that I love her. I'm just going to tell her that I love her. I'm just going to show her love, you know? So, and I think that's the same thing. Yeah. That that tool is called anchoring April and it's, it's a great one. You can use anything. It's an environmental anchor um, that you can use, you know, like using a door frame to walk through. But another great one that's the same type of anchor is that you can use a body movement like a clap or something to bring you back into awareness to set an intention um, to, yeah, to bring you into alignment with where, how, where you want to be and how you want to um, intentionally behave in certain situations. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I use it. So, uh, yeah, you know, I what, do too. yeah, I think, I think it's great. And, you know, when I, I used to say to myself, like, I, I, you know, leave the, the room, slam the door and, and I'd tell myself and anybody else, I'd be, you know, driving, saying, I'm never talking to her again. I hate her. She's crazy. She's, you know, and I'd say all these like, you know, just terrible things to myself. Yeah. Um, so I didn't have to say it to her. And then I would give myself a day or two and not call mm-hmm. her and not talk to her. And then yep. I could, and then I could come back and it'd be okay. And that's also a great thing to do is to remove yourself from the environment, the trigger, remove yourself from that situation um, energetically as well as give your mind time to think about things and to have a release of anger and all of those emotions that come up when you you become hurt. Um, But again, it's one of those things that was, you know, those behaviors are absolutely natural, but we tend to operate from that blame, 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 that person hurt me, they're crazy, you know, and yeah. it doesn't help, it doesn't help anybody um, by yeah. doing that. So that's why it just why makes it things can... worse. I, I've it does, yeah. lived it and it doesn't do anybody any good to sit there and accuse and, you know, mm-hmm. um, it, yeah, it just, it just doesn't, it just makes, it just, it just a whole nother shitstorm starts. <laughs> Totally. It's exactly what it is, April. That's so true. And you know, those, are those emotions, um, they're all real and they're all signals for us, but they're operating at a lower level vibration. And what we want to try and do is operate from a higher level vibration. And if we can start to operate from a place of love and compassion, it'll make you feel better as well as the other person, you know? So it's a a double-edged sword. If you start to go down the path of um, those DBJs, deny, blame, justify behaviors and Mm -hmm. responses to things rather than, taking responsibility and understanding that you have the ability to choose your response to uh, those situations. No, I agree with you 100%. Um, Well, uh, Dr. Casey, is there anything else you think you want to add to this? And I I think that that's really, we, we gave them some good nuggets today. Yeah. Look, the only other thing that I would suggest is one of my favorite coping skills, which is I call map it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's keeping a journal or a record of your patterns and your thoughts and things like that. And with my clients, I use my book, The Daily Dose Daybook, to help my clients um, map things like, you know, their moods, their behaviors, their sleep, and to help them get their happy brain chemicals, so dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. So no matter whether you're the one who's struggling yourself 
or if you're actually the support team for somebody, that's a great tool to, um, to look at so that you can start to look at what are your triggers and how you can then reduce the stress reduction um, towards the situation for yourself. So that's a great tool. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And I know that we'll be seeing you soon again. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. It was great to be on. Well, you you enjoy yourself. Stay safe over there. And I'll you show too. you. Thank you. Um, and thanks so much for joining us. And uh, we hope to see you next week. My pleasure. See you later.